and the rest of you watch as Gorgonbord is swallowed. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm around the table with Rengar, Morvan, Gorgonbord and Baron Barnabas. You guys are out of the ravine and you're onto the dunes. Alright guys, last time we left off you had escaped the rubble and the Macedons. You made your way into a safe haven that you, through investigation and not through ambush, figured out was not so safe after all. You climbed out of the ravine stealthily and then you made your way back to set them on fire <laughs> to create a massive beacon that you could then use to distract from your presence. So the time is currently uh, evening. Most of you can see directly ahead of you if you have night vision. If you don't, you basically just see large shadows. So we track down now onto the plane of the dry expanse. Walking single file, five people, a donkey and a small boy, tracking across the sand, leaving little footprints that are quickly and swiftly washed away by the blowing winds. Your footsteps can be heard crunching, although you're moving quietly and quickly. And the heat is not as oppressive as it was in the day. Feeling largely open in this space, it's almost unnerving, but it's also giving you a feeling of safety, knowing that everything that could come for you is in your radius of sight. You see the blanket of stars above you and the small wisps of cloud that stop the light from permeating through. At the head of this pack, Morven, you look with the arcane octant every here and there, shining stellar astral light onto your map to guide the troop. Can you please roll a navigation check to start our journey? 18. Okay. So with an 18, still getting the use and hang of these materials, you're trying not to let your party know that you're struggling. <laughs> but as you stop and look from left to right, they kind of gather that it's not going so well. Mm. You've probably been walking for about an hour. As you look across the distance as well, for those of you that can see, you do see what looks like dunes actually rolling almost like waves as they begin moving in the night. And you know that that's just the shifting sands of the wind and also the shape of the earth that just seems to be meandering through. Have I heard any tales of uh, shit that can come up from the ground? Without even a check, 100% you have. Okay. Cool. 100%. Because you know that most <clears throat> um, most creatures that dwell in the dry expanse, in the flatlands of the dry expanse, escape the heat of the day yep. by hiding under the sands. All right. So. Uh, well, Morven, how far away are we? Are we getting close? Four miles away from uh, Rustedon. All right. The rolling dunes are taking your curiosity. The only light that you see is from the starlight and from the astral octant that turns on here and there, you watch as Morvan gets out the magnetometer compass to direct him as well. But you don't see any anything in the sky, any dark shadows other than clouds that cross the moon. Seems like a pretty vast space for the minute. Pretending to be a blind man, use my uh, glaive as a cane. I insert it into the ground to feel for the vibration. Roll a perception check. Nice. And you can have inspiration for that. That's a good idea. Getting a dune vibe. 14. At the moment... There's nothing that you pick up in terms of vibrations coming up through it, but you do that periodically throughout the hour as you travel, and I'll monitor that as we go. All right. 
So at that, with this hour done, more than you need to make another navigation check. 30. So now, having taken the map and used these devices quite a few more times, you're able to confidently begin adjusting your path to the south-southeast and begin moving towards where you know now Rostodon to be. As you begin moving through this area, however, you look around to the left of you, Morven, and you can see resting in the sand, there's probably about a dozen or more small lumps in the sand that seem to just be resting on this rocky surface in the dark. You just see what looks like a rocky plateau and then a dozen or so lumps that seem to be sitting there. Uh, I'll hold up the party and um, quietly indicate um, the lumps in the in the sand. Yeah. We all, uh, I'll stop straight away yeah, yeah. And, and have a good look at it before we keep moving. Did you say just lumps resting on boulders? At the moment, said? what Morvan sees is a, is a rocky platform that seems to be outcropped on the sand. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be about a dozen or so dark shadows upon that oh. that just seem to be scattered out. They but, look like lumps. They could be boulders. They could be somebody there. Yeah. And you're not sure, but they just look like lumps. They're not beneath the sand. They're just like a silhouette sort of thing that yeah. we're seeing. Uh, I can easily go for a scout. If Braxton, I might come with you, Braxton, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He watches Braxton moves the reins towards Morven for the donkey. He looks at you. And then he moves the reins over to Barnabas and he says, watch the boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so roll a stealth check, please, Rengar. And um, Brax will too. I'm very glad I have advantage because that was a nat one. Okay. Uh, but he has 29. And the DM's 29. got a small. Your brother Braxton also has a 29. <laughs> so as he begins... Moving, you watch as his steps almost mimic yours and he's filling the footprints that you leave as you guys make your way up the sand dune, barely spilling any sand off in your wake. You lean down onto the nearest dune and as you scan closer, you can see that those lumps appear to move. One of them seems to groom themselves and the other one just sort of begins lying its head back down. You can see these are lumps of what look like camels resting in the night. Camels? You look at Braxton and he says, do you think the boy would like a camel better? I feel like it would be a good option to have another meal. Perhaps we could get one for all of us. Not a far-fetched idea. But from what I heard about Barnabas trying to wrangle this ass, he shouldn't be the one to do it. I definitely agree. Maybe we could scare them and herd them towards the party, let them know that they should get their ropes wet ready. But also, you realise I have a name. You don't have to call me little brother. It's almost like a stab every time you do, like, I'm I'm younger than you. It's just because, you know, it's, it's the way you are to me, brother. Oh, I'll use your real name when I feel like Get it. your rope out. <laughs> you watch as you guys get your ropes out and you begin moving closer and closer. Roll a second stealth check, please. 21. He got 21 too. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Twinning. <laughs> Twins. <laughs> All right. So, again, almost competitive like. You guys stealth a little bit silently Braxton looks to you in pride and you look at him almost in pride as well you make your way up to this area your foot hits solid rock and for a change you're not depressing a foot every time you step and it's almost welcoming as you move between these camels they don't seem to move you notice that they don't have any barding or saddles on them so they seem to be wild animals roll an animal handling check I looked at I looked at Braxton 15. You silently get out your rope 
make it into a noose. You move your hand across the neck of this camel, patting it softly. You slip the rope around. You gently pull it taut. The camel doesn't stir. Then you hear a sound behind you. This <laughs> You look over and see Braxton just like pulling the rope as best he can as this camel <laughs> begins to rear up. And you watch as the neck of this camel just rears. His feet are lifted off the ground and then swings him halfway around the camel. And you watch he's just, oh, brother, help. Uh, you watch as the rest of the camels stand and begin to casually move off. Um, Your one stands exactly where it is. Yeah. And he's just oh. like struggling as best he can yeah. holding this rope. I'm just laughing. <laughs> like he's just like. Oh, come on, little brother. You should do better than that. Like, it's, I've picked the worst camel. It's got more think, attitude than I you. I think you picked the biggest one. You were greedy. Well, I had to beat you with something. <laughs> you watch as he eventually pulls it down, but it's created a little bit of noise. And you watch as the camels resettle about 40 feet away, and you've got your two pretty well sorted. Excellent. I'm going to do that cool elven-like flick with a rope where you sort of swing yourself up, kind of like a legless move, and just... On top and see how mine reacts. No, he he's fine. Yeah, he stands so there fine. Awesome. And um, you watch as Braxton just climbs up as if like a puppy's climbing upstairs. <laughs> he just like lofts one leg over, sits on top of it, and he goes, "Huh, move, <laughs> go." Roll an animal handling uh, check. No. <laughs> the five. Okay. So both of you together watch as the camels look towards each other. And you both look towards each other and you both break out in laughter. <laughs> you watch as Braxton gets off and just starts pulling this camel who's resisting. Yeah. But you get it. He gets it back over the dune as you do as well. Excellent. You guys waiting back. You hear this grunting over the dune and eventually you see these two camels rise above and walk down towards you being led by Rengar and Braxton. Why only two? We made a bit of a decision. There's still another, another camel few over there if you guys want to have it. Have a go. But, uh, um, and how far away are they now? These are noble creatures. You have to treat them with respect. I have nothing but respect for the camel. We were only able to wrangle these due to our prowess in animal handling and the fact that we had done so in our youth for so long. I'm not sure if somebody of your wit can, can pull it off, Gorgonbord. Don't hear you gloat like that all the time. This doesn't sound true, Rengar. <laughs> <laughs> I think exactly what my little brother said. All right. Uh, so how far away are they? You're more welcome to go over the ridge and have a crack yourself. Yeah, how far away are they? And are they like? As you go over the ridge, you can see that they're probably about eighty feet away. I start sprinting to the camels. <laughs> uh, perhaps you should <laughs> let him go. As let him go. As soon as I'm close enough, I don't want to sprint all the way. I will grab my rope and noose, and I will go for one straight away. Animal handling. Eighteen. <laughs> Sprinting and running as best you can, almost like a cowboy in a wild west. Um, you're able to get one of them as you swoop it over. You almost immediately sort of tug it. And as it moves towards you, the other camels get up and just start running off into the sand. You've scared them with your sprint. But this one seems to be attached to you. Umpty dumpty. <laughs> How quick are camels? <laughs> uh, they go 50 feet per six seconds. Am I on the camel? You can be. What if I can get one more? I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to get on there. <laughs> Leave on this camel and, uh, yeah, John Wayne my way to these other camels. All right, roll an animal handling check for riding. Right. Uh, 16. Okay, it rolled a one. I am. So you begin watching master. all of these camels begin to run off into the distance and you watch as one breaks away and like the true hunter you are, you watch as your arms are going, your shoulders are raised, you're bopping with the camel as best it can as it's running and you just wrangle this other one. You swing the rope around its neck. 
and you immediately pull it taut. And as you do, it rears around 180 degrees to follow you as you begin riding back over the dune. I come back over the hump. I look at the two brothers. Before you get there, <laughs> in that moment, some time's passed and Ren, the boy, looks to you guys and says, he's dead, right? He's gone. He's gone forever. He's been too long. Braxton says, he's definitely dead. He's a fool. No way he can get more than one camel. And at that moment, you rise over. I come over the hump. I see the two brothers. I say nothing and I give the other camel to Morvan. And I just start walking in the direction that we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Braxton's mouth is visibly agape. <laughs> Rango just raises an eyebrow and like, little nod of admiration and just doesn't say anything <laughs> Yeah, more than just nods and cheers. Never doubted you. Oh, wait, hang on. One, two, three, four. No, Barnabas, and Barnabas is, is leading. Barnabas is, yeah, cool. You're too, you're too big for a camel anyway, my friend. Right. The four camels now begin making their way. You are now tracking at double speed, so consider yourself fast. Okay, yeah, we you, have so much more room for stuff. And you are doing so without penalty. So if you were moving fast before, you would have eventually had exhaustion. But now with mounts... They will have exhaustion. <laughs> um, but you guys will be fine. So you begin tracking across the dunes now in the in with the camels. Barnabas tracking as best he can, leading the donkey with Ren on top. Uh, roll another navigation check, please, for me, Morvan. So keeping pace with Barnabas as best that you can, Morvan, now reading from the back of a camel, uh, going with the motion of the camel as well, took you a little bit to get used to, but you're still able to travel in the direction you want, south-south-east towards Rostodon. So as you begin making your way over one of the dunes, you see a few things. On your travels over the next hour, half an hour or so, you begin to crest over one of these dunes and you can see off to your left what looks like a circle of torches. It's probably about 10 foot around. And in that light, you can see a humanoid creature that seems to have a massive pack on their back. And you can see that they're going around stabbing these torches into the ground and lighting them, creating a 10-foot radius around. You can't hear what they're doing or saying from this point, but you can see them down on the edge of the dune there. You watch as Braxton says, He's lighting a beacon for everybody to see where he is. I thought you were a fool. He looks towards Gorgonbord. Can we see uh, if he's a uh, tabaxi or just a humanoid? Roll a perception check. Aaron Barnabas with his... Expect for spiders and thinking this guy might be trying to keep spiders away from All right, so having a look, Morvan, you can't really make it out. You know he's humanoid, but Rengar, in the light of the torches, breaking the darkness that you'd been seeing, you see that he's probably human. He's got dark skin and a white scruffy beard. You can see he's wearing what looks like traditional cloth, almost like a head wrap, and you can see there's a space where he would have a wrap around his mouth, but it's uncovered. You can see also around his back that he seems to have what looks like weird sort of contraption that you've really never seen before and you watch as he takes a lead off of that contraption to light these torches and you almost hear on the breeze him humming a tune almost like people do when they're absent-mindedly working yeah let's go have a chat i think we should approach yeah i'll wait here with the boy there's danger will come morvan begins walking down the dune i follow barnabas gonna go as well he walks towards the light ranga's gonna cautiously walk behind so the four of you walking, three ahead, Rengar behind in the shadow. Closer and closer, you can hear the humming get louder and louder. You watch as he lights the final torch, 
And then he moves down, takes his pack off his back, places it in the middle, and you watch as he switches some some dial. He begins turning it. And you all feel this shudder from your feet that moves up your body, almost like a rhythmic vibration that's causing through the sand. A continuous one. Yep, and it's coming from that device, and it's almost like a pattern. As he does that, he watches as he steps out, and as he steps out, he sees the three of you coming and he looks to you. This man with golden eyes, dark skin. He looks towards you and he says, You may want to step back a little bit. I'll explain later if you would like, but I'm working, so... And he gestures with his hand. This is for your own safety. Okay. Yeah, I guess Morvan will stop arrow far away that he's indicating him. It's at that moment as you turn to walk away, you hear this massive eruption. You look and see a spray of sand and you watch as this massive, gigantic worm just emerges from the sand. You can see that it is absolutely gigantic. It is towering. As you look at it in the light that he has drawn, you can see that its scales seem to be this brown colour and you can also see that there are shards and flecks of glass all upon its body, almost like this armour. As it opens its mouth and moors down towards the object, you watch as these massive teeth, just sort of like needles, these massive needles just poke through its gums. Blind eyes, and as it arcs up and comes down, you watch as its mouth is about to encompass the device that's making the noise. As it does so, you watch as the sand around it sucks inwards towards it, creating the vacuum as a result of the the beast coming out of the sand. You guys need to make dexterity saves. 20. Um, nine. 15. So Gorgon bought, you begin to slip. And as you do so, your feet give way and you start to slip on the sand towards this beast. Yep. You watch as Barnabas grabs Morvan and both of you together brace against this impact. You watch at this humanoid and he basically opens his hands and lets it take him. He watches you, Gorgon Board, are rolling down the dune toward this creature as it's diving down towards the light to be sw- to swallow the light source. And is it the body that's caused, like the body's up like a cobra sort of thing? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yep. And then the depression of sand where it has ejected is causing the vacuum. Yep. yep. Um, at that, you watch as this massive worm begins to dive down into the sand. It dives yep. and also roller dexterity save as you start to wrangle this rope up from your yep. waist. So 14. 14. So you are unable to get the rope ready and you watch as you're unable to track your feet as the sand is moving faster and faster as it's getting closer to this worm's body. You're encompassed with darkness and you hear this gulching sound and the rest of you watch as Gorgon Board is swallowed. Oh, fuck. Rengar's <laughs> just like... Immediately enraged. Grab my glaive and just run, start running at this. All right, roll initiative. Gonna cut him out of there. Yelling out, save the camels. <laughs> you, <laughs> you hear that muffled from the inside of this worm. <laughs> so you guys watch as this massive worm erupts from the sand, swallows Gorgon Bort and this gentleman that seems to be there as well. As it goes down into the night, you watch as the light source vanishes as Barnabas runs towards this creature, you see it actually moving down into the earth as this worm's body is just moving downward uh, from the place that it's currently at. First up, we have Rengar. What would you like to do? Ooh. So its head's buried in the sand? Yes. <clears throat> so technically it can't see me at all? 
it cannot with Wrong. its eyes. Excellent. I will put it this way. With my dread ambusher, am I hidden? Because if it relies on dark vision to see, I am... You don't know if you are sighted or not, Roger. But let's not add that ability to your attack. <laughs> I'm going to try and slow down its descent then okay. with, uh, with a cantrip ray of frost. Does a seven hit? Absolutely not. <laughs> you watch as your ray of frost hits this creature. It hits one of the scales that seem to be made of this crystal-like form, almost like glass. And as it does, it fractures up a little bit, doing no damage to it pretty much at all. Oh, it's in bonus action. Hide? You can try. 28. Noted. Any movement? No, I'm just going to sit in my spot. All right, sitting in Without your moving. spot. That then brings us to its turn. Um, on your last interaction with it, Gorgon Bort, as it swallows you, you take 22 points of damage. And Morven and also Baron Barnabas, you feel the sand begin to vacuum in centrally to where you're standing. You look around you and you can see these spikes begin to protrude from the sand as if something mm. is coming up from underneath you. And you feel... The mm-hmm. vacuum of space underneath your feet. You need to roll a dexterity save for me, please. 18. 19. Okay. You both go and grab one of these massive spine needle-like teeth that seem to be protruding from the earth. You swing yourself around and are able to push yourselves outside of the radius of this bite. That's come within uh, 10 feet of me as well. Opportunity attack. Does a 16 hit your AC. Does not. And does a 17 hit your AC. Yep. Okay. Uh, can I use a reaction shield? Yes, you can. It was 17, was it? Yeah. yeah. All right, I use shield. All right, so as those jaws begin to close around you, you narrowly avoid the sharp piercing needles that are its teeth and you both slide down either side of the worm's body onto the sand below. Um, You can get an attack on it as you slide down. I'll say your glaive stabs into its body as it slides down. Roll your attack on it. Uh, 10. 10 will unfortunately miss. So you're just glaiving through its armor, unable to penetrate its actual flesh. Uh, that then brings us to your turn, Barnabas. All right, this thing's still, picturing it's still sliding through the earth past me, and I'm just going to try to dig my glaive in and open it up like a uh, uh, 21. 21 is a hit. A 12 damage. And 12 I'll damage. go, I'll try to dig back in again and do it again. Go for it. 15 with six damage. Very good. Okay, so two slices of it. You watch as you do actually penetrate its armor this time and slice it probably about three feet long before mm. it starts to, your glaive is actually forced out due to yep. its sheer muscle mass. You go for it a second time with a horizontal slice and you just slice off a few of its scales, doing a little bit of damage, but not too much. Is that your turn? You've had movement left. Uh, I'm going to move a little bit just further away from yep. it. So as you move further away, cresting uh, the dune as the sand is vacuuming in your current position, brings us to Morvan's turn, who is now standing next to the worm, having narrowly escaped its maw. If I move away, would it get opportunity attack? It hasn't used its reaction yet, and it didn't use it on Barnabas, so it will. Well, I will cast Slow on it. Okay. Uh, that's a 16 Wisdom save. Oh, that's a natural 2, and a minus 1 is 1. Uh, so it is now slowed. This is Concentration. It gets to roll a save at the end of, end each of, of its turn. Of its turns. Its AC is reduced by 2. Speed is halved. It has disadvantage on Dexterity saving throws. Can't use... Oh, sorry. On its turn, it can use either an action or a bonus action, not both. Mm-hmm. 
And regardless of the creature's abilities, it can can't use more than one melee or range attack on its turn. Okay, cool. And then with that, I'm going to Misty Step. 30 feet away. Is that a rocky outcrop? Yeah. Elevated? So, so the dune that you came from has some rocky elements to it as well. And Braxton is still standing there. You look up and you can see him standing with Ren. He sort of maneuvered the uh, creatures that you were riding backwards and he slung his bow. Um, yeah, I just want to get onto some rock. Yep. Basically. Go for it. You can uh, appear wherever you would like to within 30 feet. So you land directly behind. Uh, Braxton, and he says, not moving his eye from his target, he says, what the fuck is that? It looks hungry. We need to get the fuck out of here. And that then brings us to Gorgonbort's turn. At the start of your turn, you can feel the throat and stomach acid of this creature begin to take hold upon you. You take 13 points of poison damage. I might say he's enraged. Yeah, I am I am angry. And at that point, you feel muscles inside of this throat just begin to force you downward. <laughs> yep. Uh, as you look below you, you can see a small arcane blue glowing light. Gonna see if he was down here. Uh, and as you look down, you can see the top of the gentleman's head, and he seems to be pulling some things out of his robe. Okay, he's pulling things out. So how much room do I have here? You are within a five to ten foot space. It yep. depends as the muscles contract. You right. have room to attack if you want to. Yep. And he is uh, is going through his robes and stuff. I think I'm okay. I just need to not die through the poison. And the diamond, it's like diamond skin on the outside or glass skin on the outside. Perception-wise, how far do I think I'm down the like length of the worm? Roll a perception check. 13. You were swallowed and you think... As you look up, you can't see the mouth anymore. You can't see the opening of the mm, mouth. So either yeah. it's closed or you're too far down for it to see. You haven't hit any sort of stomach yet. So you're literally still in its esophagus, if you will. All right. Sweet. In that case, I am going to, I'm just going to, yeah, use my maul and just smash it down, but try and dig my way down to this um, dude that got me here in the first place. I'm assuming it's that fella. Okay. So what you need to do is roll an attack with disadvantage because you're constricted at the moment. Mm-hmm. 17. That will hit. Roll your damage. 11. 11 points of damage. So hitting it on the side of the wall of the throat as you go down seems to damage it. And you watch from the outside. You watch as this worm sort of writhes a little bit from the inside, but it's not really that that noticeable. And then to the trained eye and Gorgonbort, you feel the muscles around you tighten. And as you slide further down this uh, throat, you almost hit directly onto the gentleman that is below you and you can see him pulling stuff out of his pack and combining these two things together and you watch as he takes this string out and wraps it around something. Is me yelling out to him, is that another action? No. Sweet. I just yell out, what the hell are you doing? How are we getting out of here? He looks to you and he he looks up and he says, oh, I didn't expect a visitor. Um, Just hold tight. Hopefully you will be okay. Do I keep attacking the worm? Yes. Okay. All right. But not until I say so. Not okay. I will hold my action then. Um, does it look like he's hurt, or is he is he trying to do the same thing I am? Just hold on um, for a bit. He looks like he is in <clears throat> some significant pain. But you look towards the armor that he seems to be wearing, the cloth wraps, and you can see that they seem to be almost causing some of the venom or poison to immediately evaporate from his person. All right, I'll use my other action then to uh, have a potion if I can. Sort of thing. That's a bonus action if you want to do that instead of rage. Instead of rage, I need to use this potion. I've only got 15 points left. All right. Yep. 
So you chug the potion, smash it against the wall of this creature's neck, roll your healing points, which is 2d4 plus 2. 7. I'm up 7. Okay. So that's your turn, Gorgonbort? No, I will do what this weirdo says. All right. Hold it. It's at that point you guys look who are outside of the worm up onto the ravine, and more than you hear the loosing of an arrow. Uh, that will be a 20 to hit, which will hit. He's going to use his action surge to attack again, and that will be a 25, which will also hit. So you watch as he slings two arrows. Braxton releases them in quick succession. 23 points of damage, rolling 13 on the die with a plus five modifier through the two arrows. So he'll release and then release again, and you watch as it sinks into the flesh of this creature. Uh, you watch as he reloads to do it again. He's going to stay exactly where he is. That then brings us to top of the round, Ranga. Uh, I'm going to just have a little chuckle to myself, having seen <laughs> the boys crawling out of this, and I say, hmm, this is an interesting one. And I'm going to yell to Braxton and Morvan and say, do not move at all. And without moving, I believe I can still see the more of this creature still. Is that what is protruding? Yeah, it's so coming out of fleshy, the sand. Fleshy shit with teeth around it? Yes. I'm going to do something interesting because we picked this up. I'm going to use a potion of fire breath and I am going to, you just see Rangar like neck, neck this, this vial and he's going to now just go and blow it around the rim of the teeth of this creature. It will take 4d6 fire damage. Very it needs good. to make a dex saving throw and has to be a 13. And it, is, it is also disadvantage at dex saving throws. It is too slow. through slow. It will get a 13 minus 2, which is 11. It fails. It'll take full damage. Roll your damage. That's 11. Um, you can have inspiration for that move. Well done. You watch as the fire begins to protrude across its form, and it is lit up now again. So those of you without dark vision can see it for a round, I will say, as its more is now on fire. How long does your fire breath last mm, for that? So potion of fire breath. Uh, it's a target within 30 feet of you. The effect ends after you exhale the fire three times or when one hour has passed. Okay, so you've got two charges left of that. You watch as Rengar's throat begins to glow this red-hot orange. As he expels fire, it still continues. You watch as this smoke comes out of his nose. That then brings us to its turn. Um... It is going to wheel its way up and you watch at this point as its original position, its tail sucks back into the sand uh, and it is going to move some of its movement towards... It's going to move some of its movement towards Baron Barnabas as it goes to loop over his head and try to swallow him once more. It only gets one attack because of slow, which will be a 16 plus. So it will be a 26. That's quite get me. <laughs> okay, so it will hit you with the bite and you need to make a dexterity save, please. A nine for dexterity save. All right, so you are also swallowed. You watch as you take 11 points of piercing damage as one of the tooth gets you this time and you begin to move your way down its throat. Right. Our reaction, uh, attack it as it's trying to swallow me. Yes, as it comes into your range, you can. A 12 to hit. Uh, that will miss. Is it minus two at the moment? <clears throat> yeah, it was 16 down to 14. Okay. Um, so, yeah, as you go to Glaive, unfortunately, it just wraps around your arms and you're not able to get the swing on as you begin moving down its throat. That then brings us to your turn, Barnabas. At the start of your turn, uh, you will take some poison damage. Do I see him come in? Uh, I would say no. You're further down than him. Cool. You take 14 points of poison damage uh, as this acid begins to immediately eat into your skin. Mm, I'm going to reduce that by a certain amount. 
Stone's Endurance. Stone's Endurance. Good man. So D12 plus two, which is 10 damage. All right. So you only take one point of damage, I believe. Was it one? No, it's 14. So 14, four. okay. Immediately start swinging my glaive. All right, go for it. Roll two attacks with disadvantage due to your restricted... So 13 on the first one. Which will miss. And then 12 on the second one, but I'm going to use my inspiration because I have to hit this thing once. One hit, 17. 17 will hit. So this first hit, you go to strike and you watch as the muscles tighten around you, but you push off with one arm and holding your glaive with your second hand, you just absolutely strike it from the inside. Roll your damage, please. Nine damage. I'm going to use a, my bonus action to attack again. Go for it. Didn't like being swallowed. So you're using your um, second wind? Oh, sorry. Action surge? Action surge. Go for it. Is a 14 to hit. That's exactly what you need. So the second strike, you go for a stab as you slide down. Roll your damage for that one. Five damage. All right. You hit it this time as you begin sliding down, almost glaive knifing as it goes. Uh, At that point, if that's your turn, Barnabas. That's it. Morvin's up. Standing uh, on the rock next to Braxton, you watch as he is quickly loosing these arrows. Uh, Morvin's going to look sideways to him. Uh, I I can still see this worm. It's not underground or anything. Yes, because it was lit up by Rengar. I've given you a turn of, of lit combat. Uh, I'm just going to launch a fireball at it. Go for it. It is a dex 16 seat. Which it has disadvantage on because of slow. Ooh, that will be a one because three minus two is one. So, so it will take full damage. 25 damage. So Morvan uh, extends a hand. Morvan's going to open his arms up to the sky and between his hands above his head is going to be this ball, almost a little mini sun that just can get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and he's just going to overhead throw it and launch it at this uh, worm. Inspiration. Yeah, as you buddy. do, you watch as it almost slowly heaves towards this creature. But as it goes over your head and it starts to gather momentum, it starts to pick up in speed and it twirls and swirls and swirls. As it hits the creature, the sand surrounding its maw turns to glass. And you guys watch as this glitter of glass falls down as the impact surges upon the creature. And I'll be using evocation sculptor so no one else gets hit. Yep. Yeah. So you can save one person, I believe. No, it's uh, one plus the spell level so I could say four total okay cool movement no so did I just leave nice alright Gorgon board at the start of your turn you will take some poison damage yeah 17 points of poison damage oh thank god I took that potion and you can see him looking at you and he says you're not looking so good friend when can I attack this worm when I've collected the things that I need what are you collecting can I collect them with you you, I'm ready let's collect shit (laughs) we're not there yet we have to get to the stomach. We're there, mate. I'm there. I'm here. <laughs> uh, it's your turn. What would you like to do? I would like to... Um, he's saying not to attack the thing. <laughs> Fuck this guy. He's <laughs> like, I've got a cloak and I can't get hurt by poison. I'm going to en- uh, get enraged more than I currently am. As you start to get angry in this space, you watch as the guy below you says, No, no. What are you doing? This is happening. Calm down. This Don't is, get so angry. This- you know, this is happening, my man. <laughs> Silent rage. I've <laughs> um, <laughs> seen Simpsons when that was, yeah, yeah. when he hulks out. Um, all right, yeah, I grab my chieftain's fury, um, and I just start swinging with that thing. Go for it. I'm feeling lucky, so that roll is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. 
<laughs> oh, it's a seven. Thor's a one. Thank God. <laughs> that was a uh, 15. Yeah. That will hit. hit. Sweet. And then... So 12 points of damage? Yeah. Uh, with your first attack with your Chieftain's Fury, you smash it against the side of the wall of this uh, worm's mouth. You have your second attack if you would like to use it. I am going to. 23. Uh, that will be a hit. Are you rolling with disadvantage too? Uh, am I? No, I'm not. Okay. Roll with disadvantage because you're inside the mouth. 10, but I'm feeling lucky again. You can do it again. Yeah. Uh, 16. All right, that's better. You can hit with that one. Wait. That'll do 11. All right, Plus 11 two, points of 13. Damage. All right, you need to describe what this hit looks like, and you also need to describe what it looks like as you are regurgitated up. Okay, uh, the hit itself was I've just swung it as much as I can. As I'm swinging around like a dead cat, I'm kind of scratching the insides of the worm. And then I've used the point as a, on my maul, there's like a pointy edge and a bludgeoning edge. The pointy edge is kind of poked through the worm itself. I yell out, wait, check this out. And then I'm just kind of spat out through the, <laughs> through the worm. All right. <laughs> come flying. And hopefully I land in a blade pose. All right. And <laughs> I'll say that you can. As you sit there landing in the blade pose, you watch as the maw that has been surging up from the sand begins to convulse and you watch as the muscles from the outside begin to move upward. And at the same stage, Barnabas, you are thrown up and spat out across the sand and so is the gentleman that you had seen before. You watch as they all splay out across the sand, leaving trails of acid across their path, almost like a grease trap that they've just emptied. You watch as this creature just begins to scream and... Uh, and it turns around upon itself and moors up towards you. You hear the guy say, No, you've done it. Because it's angry now, it's going to attack us to kill. And I yell out to anyone who's nearby to grab that man and grab his bag off him. I'm going to use my... That was your two attacks? So I can move. You have a movement and bonus action left. Sweet. Can I grab stuff with the bonus action? What are you attempting to grab? His bag. I'll say... That would be an action because it's on yep. his person. If it was on the floor, I'd allow it. Um, sweet. Well, I'll move closer to him to prepare to grab his bag while keeping an eye on the worm. All right. So you filter your way around to this gentleman. You can see he's spat out. His robe's covered in acid, but it seems to disappear as quickly as it had arrived. And as he stands there about to get up, he looks at you and extends a hand as if he thinks you're going to help him up. And as you go to reach towards the bag, it goes, oh, I see what you're about. Slap him back. Um, at that, it's going to be Braxton's turn. He's going to make he's going to make one attack with the arrow. Unfortunately, he's going to miss because it's a 13. And you watch as the arrow just hits and just crumples across one of the glass um, scales. Back to Rango's turn. I yell out again. It seems to sense vibrations. If you don't want it to know where you are, don't move. And then... I, because Gorg's just moved to old mate in front of me, is <laughs> having seen how much fucking range this thing can eat. I'm going to. Is it still the more coming? Is it fully out of the ground now? It's What's out, the it, position? It, it just went over Barnabas. So it will, if it's going to come out again, it'll come from underneath. So when these guys were ejected from it, they were ejected from a hole that uh, Gorgon protruded through the side of it. I see the hole. Yeah, at the moment you can see it is slowly moving across as part of it's diving into the sand and half of it's left in the sand on the other side. Ooh. So as it arcs, you can see the wound created that seems to be bleeding this purple blood as it begins to dive back into the sand. Is it in within my 30-foot range? I would say yes. Done. I'm just going to stand on the spot again and you just see that <laughs> suction in from Rengar and projectile spray that wound all right, so dexterity save yeah. with disadvantage. 
That's already just a five, so yep. it'll take full damage. It's 13 points of fire damage. Very nice. That's your action to do. Can I stealthily move? You can attempt to. <laughs> that. Oh, 23. 23 for your stealth. Okay, so you watch as Rengar begins darting across the sand, slowly trying to be as light as foot as you possibly can. You slide underneath this rocky crevasse to stop anything from diving above, uh, hitting you. It's at that point, is that your turn finished? That will be my turn finished. Okay, it is going to move its way underneath the sand and you feel the vibrations as you guys attempt to stand up and it is going to erupt through... All right, it's burrowing slowly and you feel it underneath your feet, Gorgonbort, as well as the gentleman next to you's feet. And you feel the sand beginning to shake and you watch as these icy, or not icy, these crystalline spires begin to move through the sand as it's protruding below. It seems to be surging directly for you, Rengar. That then brings us to, actually it's going to use its action because it's only got action and movement. It's going to use its action to dash. Sorry, it moves over uh, Gorgonbord and the gentleman. That brings us to your turn, Barnabas. Is there still part of it above ground that I can attack? Its tail would be above ground that you can attack. I'll just keep going. See no reason to stop. Nothing's been underwater done, me, done to me so far, so let's uh, let's keep hitting this thing. Go for it. Roll your attack. No disadvantage this time. Uh, well, the first one's a 10, so I'm not going to... Doesn't pass. The uh, second one's a 22. That will hit. Second one hits. So you watch as the tail begins to wisp through. You slice it just as it's coming to exit through the sand, leaving this gaping maw of sand below it. So roll your damage for one attack. Seven damage. Beautiful. That then brings us to Morvan's turn. Uh, Morvan's just going to launch a fire bolt. That's it? 18 will definitely hit. Three and a nine is a 12. 12 points of damage, good shot. So you watch as the fire bolt surges through the night, lighting up the darkness and hitting this creature just as it sucks underneath the ground. Uh, that then brings us to this gentleman's turn. You watch as he twists this device in his hands close to you, Gorgonbort, and you can see it's probably the size of a soccer ball. And as he does, you watch as these lights begin to flash all around it and they start to blink faster and faster and faster and faster. You watch as he then pitches it through the air and it lands probably five to ten feet next to you, Rengar. It and looks like a bomb, man. <laughs> you hear this guy say, it is indeed a bomb. I would move. May I ask <laughs> why you've thrown that at my feet? What's within t telling us this stuff like right before something happens? <laughs> <laughs> he looks to you and he says, well, I would have thrown it inside of the belly of the beast, but unfortunately I'm now outside the belly of the beast. You drew it to us in the first place. I drew it to me. You arrived at my location. This is not my fault. Your turn, by, uh, Gorgonbord. Got two actions. Sorry, I got two attacks. One being an action. Yes. I'm close enough to this worm. You can hit some of its body that is protruding below you, yes. I am going to use my action to take this guy's bag off him. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to use Earth Shatter on the worm. So you only get one action. Oh, is Earth Shatter an action? Oh, no, I can, oh, I can do Fire Strike, though, as a bonus instead. Yep. Yep. So I'll use uh, Fire Strike. Okay, so you watch as you grab the bag, you literally just reef it off his back and his arms just go straight up into the air as you take it off. 
it's a 15 for the, what it has to. 15, it doesn't beat 15, so it'll take full damage from the fire strike. Sweet. Seven. Seven points of damage, beautiful job. Don't want to move away. Keep in mind a bomb has just been thrown. Oh yeah, where's that bomb? (laughs) All right, I'm going to run in the opposite direction of the bomb in front of Barnabas and go catch up with him. Okay. Just push old mate in front of you. I would push him. (laughs) Push him towards the bomb. Okay, is that your turn? Uh, yes. You begin running in the opposite direction with this guy's bag, and as he throws, looking proudly at his bomb as he's waiting for it to go off, he's rubbing his hands together. You watch him smile, and in the night you can see he's missing about three or four teeth. And as he looks to you, as you run away, he's at that. That does not belong to you! And he starts. He will start to chase you on his next turn. Cool. Uh, Braxton's turn? No, Rengar's turn, sorry. Oh, Wow. How high is the ridge that the boys are on above me? Probably about 20 feet. What's my jump height? I think it's 10 plus your strength bonus. So if I have a zero. So you can jump 10 feet standing in the air. So I'm going to use my movement Mm -hmm. to go towards the bomb. Okay. And what I want to do is I'm going to yell out. It's going to sound real... Real stupid, but I'm like, anyone want to see a break dance? And I'm going to like get to the bomb and I'm going to fucking dance my ass off right in front of it and make as much movement as possible. Then I'm going to, whilst I'm doing that, I'm going to wrap my grappling fucking hook and try and hook my hook over the rock to get the fuck out of dodge away from where I've just danced the fuck out of it. Okay. You I'll should get- start doing the worm. That's good. All right. Fuck you guys. All right. Um, what I'll get you to do is I'll get you to roll a sleight of hand check to toss the grappling hook up. I'll say the breakdance is part of your movement. Mm, Sleight of hand will be. Nah, it's 19. Plenty. As you grapple hook up, you watch as it loops around this rock hooks onto the stone and as, it, as you tug on it, it pulls a little bit, but it seems secure. Cool. I um, don't want to pull on it yet until I feel the worm starting to suck me out of the way. That okay. makes sense. Yep. So at that point, you watch Morvan as um, Braxton stands next to you. He looks and sees the grappling hook and he immediately starts to dart towards it. I missed his turn before, so he'll have his now. Um, you watch as he then darts towards the grappling hook. He slides down, grabs onto the rope, and you can see his face protruding over the edge. And he goes, Brother, are you okay? I'll be good in a minute. He holds onto the rope and he'll hold his action. Okay. Was that my action? Yes. Doing all that? To throw it will be your action. You're right, Roger. So I've still got a gob full of fucking fire I need to exhale, but I can't really do anything with that at this stage. That's okay. It still holds. Cool. So um, you've got that red throat still. Uh, that then brings us to its turn. It will immediately erupt from below you, Rengar. As it erupts from below you, you watch as this toothy maw begins to protrude from the sand once more. You see these spines emerging in a circular fashion and you watch as the sand just begins to suck into its gullet and the floor is removed from you. Are you doing anything? As I said, I'll hold my action until that happens and hook me away. All right, Braxton. so you hold on to the rope. Yep. And as you hold on to the rope, it's going to make a bite attack Around you. Okay. Ooh. That is a 17. That just hits. Ooh. You need to make a dexterity save to see if you're swallowed. 
You take nine points of piercing damage as one of the tooths graze across your skin. That would be 20. How do you escape this swallow as it moors around you and you watch as the light is beginning to enclose as its toothy maw closes, leaving what little gaps there is surrounding? With a grin, Rengar looks to the ball and he sort of kicks it straight down into the cup. <laughs> you and, it, and, you, and you see him nod to Brax like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> you watch as Brax begins to pull and you begin to climb and at the same time you watch as you begin ejecting out of this creature's mouth that begins to slowly fall and subside back into the sand. You watch as this ball just blips with light and it starts to blip faster and faster and faster. Like the goblin in Spider-Man. Mm. As it blips faster, you watch as it bounces on either side of its gullet down and then disappears into the ravine as it slides down the curve of its spine. It's at that point, it brings us to the end of its turn. And at the end of its turn, um, it is no longer slowed. But you watch as you see an explosion from within its belly. Just this... You watch as this fire begins to travel up the tube of its mouth. You watch as you escape it, its mouth slowly moves towards the left of you and you see this torrent of flame just move out of its mouth and you're just swinging on the edge of this cliff and Braxton just pulls you up as fast as he can, grabs you by the hand and you watch as the worm just slumps down onto the side of the sand and then you watch as it begins to slowly try to emerge back into the sand at the end of its turn with its movement and it's just been bombed. Oh, that's what. Sweet. <laughs> 26 points of damage from within and you watch as it just starts to slide down obviously hurt and bruised you can see multiple points of impact from inside are starting to bleed and protrude from the outside you've also watched and see half of its glass scales just emerging from the outside and landing on the sand around Barnabas you're up I've run towards it my first swing was a 15 which if it's no longer slowed it's I think no it's longer missed. slowed so it will miss second one was a nat 20 that, so I'm going to take that, that 15 points of crit damage Beautiful. It's very close to death. Then I'm going to use my bonus action, which I should have been doing all along, <laughs> as a polearm master to hit it with the blunt end of my stick. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> which is a 22 to hit. Ooh. That will hit. Six points of damage, budgeting damage. How do you want to kill it? Yeah. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, it's nearly dead. I just follow through with a little tap on the backside and it's just sort of killed over. And I, was like, I look at the explosion, I go, it was all me. <laughs> As it kills over, it goes to dive back into the sand. It probably protrudes about a third of its body length in before Barnabas comes in and actually finishes its life. It's at that point you watch as you strike it, you cut it directly open through the stomach and you can see that it just falls lifeless onto the floor. Um, will still be an initiative because you may have a potential enemy here if the bag is not returned. <laughs> um, so at that point it comes to Morvan's turn. You watch as the worm sits lifeless. You watch as... You're looking at this action. You see this massive explosion. You can see this worm thud to the floor and Barnabas just swiftly slap the life out of this this worm as well. You wipe your hands clean. You take an exhale and then you look directly to your left and you can see Gorgonbort piss bolting across the sand with this crazy <laughs> old man following after him saying, Give that back! <laughs> what would you like to do? Um, I guess I'll shout out to both of them to stop so we can sort this out. Uh, and I'll move closer towards them as right. much as I can. Roll a persuasion check for the gentleman. You can act how you feel like Gorgonbot would act as a result of that comment. I am going to stop, turn around, hopefully he gets close enough, and not with a lot of force, but I am going to slap this man in the head 
Uh, and, and it's like, what the hell is going on? It's like, Jacko, can I slap you, but not piss you off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just enough for him to not want to murder me. That's good, because I got a five. So He barely even clocks yeah, your voice, yeah. and he continues to run after you, Gorgonbort, saying, give that back, it's worth nothing. <laughs> um, what what do you do to intimidate him? Or the slap is dead. I'm dead. So you stop, you turn around, I your muscular form is there. He's running, I stop, I picture him kind of running into the side of me as I'm turning around. Slap him with the bag just to be just to be in. Roll an attack, unarmed strike. Oh, lovely. Uh, is there any plus an unarmed strike? Yeah. Plus five? 23. Holy shit. <laughs> 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 you watch as one of his teeth just <laughs> oh, not proficient so it'll be four damage alright so as you slap him you watch as there's a, a little bit of blood that comes down the side of his mouth you watch as he just sort of holds his cheek and looks absolutely shocked at you she's like what the hell what is in this bag old man why do we just go through a big ass worm to get Actually, I'm doing this while looking in, in the bag, rummaging around, asking him what's in the bag. You open the bag and it's almost like there's two compartments to it. To the left, you can see a whole bunch of arcane tinkerer's tools that you don't really understand. You I can basically see, pour them out. You can see components of chemicals. You can see what look like uh, arcane copper fixings, similar to what he was using to affix things together to create this explosive device. Mm -hmm. On the other side, however, you see a bag full of precious gemstones. Yep. All right. Like an assortment of different colors. You can see rubies, sapphires. You can see emeralds, all of varying sizes. You could put your handful in and get like a whole fistful marbles of precious stones. The biggest one probably being the size of a tennis ball. Okay. So the ones on the right is what he made the bomb from. The ones on the left is good stuff. If I take the ones on the left and give him back the ones on the right, then he's got bombs. <laughs> Are you talking to yourself? Quiet, old man. <laughs> I'm going to uh, confiscate this bag unless... Um, Are you a city watch? <laughs> uh, no, not until you give me some information about what, what you're doing out there trying to take down this worm. I'm a treasure hunter. I'm a harvester of sorts. Those creatures are lined with precious gemstones. He was taking it. <laughs> they are worth so much. If you can get inside of these creatures, this is a juvenile. They get much bigger than this. I stand over the top of him and intimidate him to tell me how much is worth, what's worth in this bag. An actual answer. Legitimate. Roll an intimidation check. One more lucky. I'm going to use it. Okay. So 13 plus 6, 19. Okay. So as you grunt over the top of him, he looks and he shrinks into his position. You watch as he says, it is worth quite a bit we're talking in the thousands mm -hmm. how much do you value your life way more than that alright look so I'm a smart man okay well some people don't think so but I consider myself a smart man see I can give you the gems in the bag you give me my equipment back and I live to harvest another day uh, let's just keep in mind that you came onto my territory I was here first your warnings are not good at all. The worm or this moving sand shit that was going on, and then you're like, next minute, boom, I'm in guts deep in a, <laughs> a fucking worm. Were you not warned prior so to being guts deep? What's going to happen here is um, I'm going to take some of these gems. I'm going to give you back your bag. 
if you said there's thousands and I'm going to take at least 500 to a thousand worth, you're going to take your bag back. And then the next worm you kill, you're going to give us half of what that is. And I will come and find you and take all those gems. Of course. That sounds amazing. Do you want to adopt an old man? (laughs) (laughs) You need to stop talking to yourself. And you hear the voices in your head saying, take it all. Take it all. We need all the gems. Fuck this guy. Slit throat. Do we need him? No, we don't need him. Let Mm. his blood wet the sand. Uh, I I just grab him. By the throat at this stage and walk back to the walk back to my group so I can ask them a question. As you do that, you watch as he like slaps your hand, he goes, I can walk myself. Gosh, and you watch as he straightens <laughs> his sort of jacket and robe and follows you. You all gather now around the corpse of this or on the dune above this creature. Do you guys oppose me uh to taking everything in this bag? And what's what's in the bag? What being there's gems in this bag, there's thousands worth of gold in this bag, and there is things to make bombs and whatnot, and I don't see this man needing to be alive. You're talking about me, I'm not here. It's we we're not robbers and thieves and murderers. We this man I was in the belly of a worm. Yeah, this was I feel like we may not rob him, but I feel like there's a negotiation to be had about us harvesting this worm that we just killed. Um, At the I very least, I have given you a story you can trade for Golden Taverns for the rest of your life. What's your name? <laughs> My name is Tom. Most people call me Foolhardy Tom, but I don't like that. I'll call you Fool. How much more can we get from this worm that's laying here right now? Not much at all. It's a juvenile. Okay. So we can harvest this worm. Is that what you're saying? Um, at that, you watch as Braxton pulls you up and you say that. Uh, as I'm, as I'm <laughs> crawling <yeah>. up. <laughs> you watch as Braxton holds the back <laughs> of your head and he says, thought I was lucky enough to be an only child. You'll never have that privilege. How far do you travel, fool? All across the dry expense. Okay. We get, do we get him to, to warn people about the forgotten four? And leave him with mo- leave, like, leave <clears throat> with a bit of his life. I'm rather interested in this bomb mm. you've made. To be honest, the gems aside, you're not going to get some of those back. Just so you're aware, he's already taken half, and I we have agreed to his terms. That's fine. And can we're going to keep say, what we harvest from this worm as well. Can so I just you know. say though, I offered him all, and he negotiated down to half. He's so not a very good, good person. <laughs> in future, in future, perhaps somebody else should do the talking. I think you might be right, but we're going to get you to help us or show us at least how to harvest these ones from this one. Um, when he says that as well, Gorgonport, you hear in your head, see, I told you we should have fucking killed him. <sighs> the skills that I've picked up for my entire life are not uh, as readily sold as you so believe. You can take a quarter of what we find in the worm. Or you could kill me here and get nothing. Or we could kill you here and take everything. That's if you find it and don't die. I'm to referring the to the half we've left you in your bag. Oh, there is plenty more where that came from. You'd be dead, um, just to be clear. I don't think you would last very long surgically removing these gems from the innards of a juvenile worm. The f- orange glow in my throat starts to get brighter, and I'll say, possibly we can burn some of that acid off. 
take his now cloak. will you help us so we can get down? Roll a intimidation check. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be... What was it again? Intimidation. Intimidation. Ooh, do, 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 do. That's still good. That is a 19. Fine. I will take half of what we find. Since I am teaching you how to do it, I'll be doing most of the work and I sourced the worm myself. All you are doing is giving me my life. Exactly. You can take half if you can also show me a little bit of your trickery with the uh, with the bomb you just did. You are nowhere near clever enough to operate these devices, but Morven. you are. Morven is. Which I just one? need a set and forget, that's all. You want me to build you one? That would be handy. And I want your cloak. This is, <laughs> he, watches, he throws his hands up in the air. He throws his hands up in the air and you watch as he just folds his arms and Braxton says, We really need to go into these negotiations with a plan. Yeah, more than more or less just shaking his head and going back to Ren. He's like, I'm not a brigand. Ren looks to you and says, I'm just happy everybody's safe. And possibly that not old, not that old man. It still stands. Forget the fucking cloak. <laughs> Can we have a bomb? Do you get half the reward? And I will quarterize. Happy? You can show me. I get all of the gems. You get the bomb. And you get the half that you've taken already from me. Okay. Deal. He goes to uh-huh. One of you said okay. Then <laughs> <laughs> he goes to how the gems are in this thing. Okay, and you watch as he cracks his wrists, and you watch as he... It's all killing. <laughs> I mean, afterwards. You watch as he moves towards the creature, and you watch as he, like, uh, moves his forearms in an up-and-down motion as his fists point to the sky, and you watch as these blades flick around as if there are now two surgical blades on top of his hands. You watch as he moves to the belly of the beast and starts cutting open the area, and you watch as he creates this surgical cross-like incision. He pulls out these poles that extend, and you watch as he pitches up like two folds of the flesh and you watch as he pitches one up in a cross and the other one in a cross to create an opening and you watch as he makes his way inside this wound he looks back towards you from inside and says welcome in do you still need me to quarterize I have a gob full of glowing shit I need to exhale no that's fine you can swallow it I just spray it like <laughs> down the flesh in an opposite direction alright you watch as it is expelled um, who's keep in mind this is like a ten foot round space. Only some people will be able to fit in. Not all. So who's just, going in? I feel like I've said enough and I'm sitting outside with Morven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go in with him. Just just taking in how he's doing in the process and whatnot. Alright. You watch as Ren moves over to you, Gorgonbort, and you sitting down are probably his entire height. He moves up to you and you see his soft little hand touch you on the shoulder. Yes, young one. You're inside that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, if you don't want to go in there, you don't have to tell many people that. <laughs> I'm telling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's at that point we cut back to inside and you watch as this gentleman moves his way over to the inner lining of the stomach. And as he slices portions open, you watch as you can see what looks like some earth and sand that seem to be crusted up upon each other in these various little sacks. And as he moves further down into the gullet of this creature, you can see that they are in various states of hard pressurized change, I guess you could say. 
as he moves towards the end, you can see that he's probably harvesting quite a few precious gems. And as he does, he opens the, the various sacks of these creatures. And if you're going in there too, you need to roll a constitution saving throw. Seven. Okay. So having some time in here, you start to take nine points of poison damage and the fumes is almost like ammonia as you're walking through there. It makes your eyes water and your skin starts to feel like it's burning. You watch as this fellow turns around to you and says, it's a little hot in here, isn't it? I look at him with my hand on my rapier and I say, it's nothing I can't handle. Okay, but this might take a while, so make yourself comfortable, I guess. And you watch as he starts slicing again. Um, it's getting harder and harder to bear. And every six seconds you're in here, you'll start to incur damage. I look to him and I'll say, I'll just do a little, <laughs> I'll see you at the door. And then I'll I'll go and wait at the door patiently. Okay. Did I capture enough of what he sort of did? Like watching him open it? I'd say that you can have your check if you find one of these to do it yep. without disadvantage because okay. you have some idea now. Right. So you gave him back the bag. Yep. So he started um, harvesting his bag on his back. You make your way out, Rengar. Did you take the gems before you gave them back? Okay. Yep. You watch as Gorgonbort's counting the gems on top of the, the cliff face. Uh, Braxton will be with you. Um, you watch as he leans down and just looks, you, looks you directly in the eye and takes two of them, pockets them. You're not going to do anything about this? There's another 20 in front of me. He watches, he takes 10, pockets that, walks away. Uh, I asked the little one to, we've got plenty of gold, I asked the little one to uh, see if he can um, isolate his powers into the pockets of Braxton and just destroy those, uh, five of those ones that he just took. You watch as he looks towards <laughs> Braxton and he closes his eyes. You watch as a green spark goes around his hand. It may or may not have been successful. We'll find out later. Rengar, you emerge from the wound and go and sit with your party. You have a few moments to yourself. The wind whips through. You watch as the clouds move across the moon, making it dark and then light again. Five curious minutes go by and nobody emerges. I feel this man is a trickster. He may be gone. What did you end up with? Can we get a roughie? Uh, 500 gold worth of precious gems. That's why we end up in total. 250 yeah. and then half of them destroyed. So well, I think this amount is getting well, smaller. As, as you can see, I here have 250. Brax took 10, so he probably has 250. Yeah, Brax, if you want to pull out the gems from your pocket and show us how many you yeah. have. He watches he's chewing on this ration and he's just like, what gems? <laughs> okay. I want to see the magic trick, Brax. Pull them out. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Orc. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, excuse me for a second. And I just got to pat him down like this. <laughs> he won't let you touch him. He'll be like, whoa, whoa. I'm I'm Bra strictly into ladies. Rengar, there is gems in Brax's uh, pockets. You need to just grab them for a second and show me how many. 
I'll raise an eyebrow, and I know I know these antics from when he was a kid, and he try and pull Swifties on people all the time, and I'll just say, "I think we need to distribute this a little more evenly, don't you? You only got a couple of hits in. I saw everything." You watch as he raises an eyebrow to you in a way that says, "Fucking split these with you if you shut up." I've learned a few things over the years and over traveling with these four. Fine, I guess I'll play nice. And he watches he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a handful of sand. What the <laughs> fuck? It did it, young one. Look at this. <laughs> Ren just has this smile on his face. No, <laughs> no gold for you. <laughs> No gold for us. <laughs> he, grapple, he grapples your head, Gorgon Board, and gives you this noogie, and he says, "You're trickier. I'm growing to like you." Uh, and I don't uh, need the gold. I have plenty. So here, fellas, you can chuck these in your pockets. Where's the fucker with the rest of this? Nah, that's what I was thinking. We, we still here come down it? for a come down for a gander. Okay, so Barnabas, Rangar, and also Brax. Brax will go down as you go down to the wound. You make your way through um, roll constitution saves as you go in. Morvin's still staying. Is, uh, 21. 21. 21. 8. Okay. So, um, Baron Barnabas, you take 11. You take 11 points of poison damage, Baron Barnabas, as does Braxton. You watch as they're coughing, sputtering, and moving, and Braxton's like rubbing his arms, and he's just like, Are you guys fucking itchy? Uh, you're fine as you're walking through. You sort of cover your mouth as best you can and seemingly inhaling it doesn't damage you as much. Mm. You guys move further along than where you had left him, Rangar, and you get to a spot in this worm where you can see another incision has been made. You make your way down and you're now standing in the tunnel created by the worm underneath the Earth's surface. As you begin walking probably five to ten feet, roll perception checks. Natural 20. Okay, so you guys look down this tunnel and there's no sign of light, no sign of anything. As you look and see this tunnel go on and turn off in the distance, you turn back around and carved into the back of this worm almost on its asshole, is the words, fuck you. Brax just laughs. Is there any untapped sacks anyway? Or has he fucking pilfered the shit out of it? He's robbed it clean. Damn it. He looks very good at his job. Mm. So I got no bomb. Correct? Nope. Fucking. I just fucking. I, I just laughed too because like fuck. Like should have fucking stayed. Oh, we were done, boys. Yeah. We, we were diddled. fucking done. Anyways. So after all that few gold pieces each and a fucking dead worm and no and a pocket full of fucking sand mm. mm. now Morvan won't take any of that gem the gems well Morvan is internally thinking this could have been handled a bit better and we could have all ended up a bit richer but they'll just quietly fume okay so Morvan is visu- visi- visibly <laughs> thank you is visibly upset as you make your way back up the ravine as you're standing there a weird smirk on Barnabas, Rengar, and Braxton's face. You watch as Ren hands the camels back to all of you, and you eventually get yourselves upon them. And over the next hour, making your way across the dunes, being led by Morvan, you finally make your way up one last rise, a whip of wind and sand moving across in the distance, and 
on top of three rocky spires in the distance. You can see small specks of torchlight indicating that Rostodon is just upon the horizon. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.